the World Title Eliminator, you know, and obviously we all know what's after this, you know, unified title fight. So it's, this, on my behalf, is huge for Australian boxing. Um, we know what we've been doing. You know, we're fighting former world champions and we're chasing world champions. And I'm here to make a massive statement against Lee Selby. There's a, there's a lot of holes in his game, and we're here to expose every single one of them. I'm not going to tell you what our game plan is, but it's going to be a painful uh, boxing lesson for Lee Selby. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it, mate. So once you get past, you'll be you know, um, number one contender for Lopez. Is there a plan to bring that fight out to Australia, considering that um, there was publications that Bob Aaron was going to have you to fight Lamachenko? Uh, post, uh, sorry, pre-COVID, and uh, knowing that Australia is uh, pretty much the only country at the moment that can get half decent crowds. You tell me, 70,000 people in a stadium in Australia. Tell me, it doesn't make sense when I'm mandatory. <laughs> yeah, I think right. it makes Which sense for everybody. Like, uh, personally, I love Marvel Stadium. Melbourne would be, would be fantastic, but uh, again, it depends how they're going. But look, I'm a Sydney boy, you know, and uh, ANZ Stadium would, would be massive. You know, fill it out. Uh, it's all there. It's all there for the taking. And uh, when I do the business this Saturday against Lee Selby, you know, that that will be the next one. I'm very confident in that. Yeah, well, best of luck to you, mate. And uh, Australia's right behind you, mate. So good on you. Uh, I appreciate it. Thank you. I'll fly, fly that flag uh, you know, with all my heart. No, nah, mate, you'll do us proud. Good on you, mate. Thanks, Jason. Uh, next up, we've got Ron Lewis from Boxing Scene. Sorry about that. Hi, mate. Um, you haven't boxed at home for three years. I mean, do you think it's something that all Australian fighters have in their face these days, that they have to go around the world to make big fights happen for them? Um, look, that's the way I wanted it. You know, after I got to 10-0, I flew straight to the US and I started getting the heavy sparring, the, the sparring with the, the contenders, uh, the veterans, the guys that have been there, the former world champions and the world champions. Um, that was always the plan, to mix it with the best. And we stayed in the US. And then, um, you know, our last six, seven fights have all been overseas, all over the world. And I feel comfortable. I'm used to it. I can adapt. And, um, you know, again, being in another country suits me best. It motivates me to get another country behind me, especially with, with the UK fans that will be uh, tuning in. Uh, do, you, do you think it will help you then on, on Saturday, the fact you're used to being the away fighter to, I mean, there's going to be next to no one there on Saturday. It's essentially... it's. You know, have you an idea of what it will feel like, and and that'll be a better sign than having everyone booing you anyway. Certainly, put it that way. Yeah, well, you got to think. I fought on some big, big shows, but I was very early in the night. Um, mm. I went from headlining shows in Australia and packing out arenas to, you know, getting early on the big shows in the US um, and all over the world. So, I'm used to it. I've been in, in this situation before, fighting, you know, in front of hardly anyone. You know, so I fought Mickey Bay, a former world champion, first fight on the night in Madison Square Garden. You know, the first four or five rounds was, was pretty empty and then it got filled up. So it doesn't bother me. At the end of the day, it's going to bother Selby more. He's at home, but he can't even have his own friends or family here. So, you know, I'm excited. I'm excited for this one. How much did that going to, going to America, you know, going to a place like the wild card where they throw you in with almost whoever's in the gym, um, how much did that sort of like make you compared to what you'd have been doing back home? Probably inspiring. Um, you know, you got to think early. That spine that I got overseas um, was huge. You know, like I said, world champions, former world champions, veterans, um, guys that have been around the US and the world scene, you know, for, for years and years. You know, that quality, you can't beat it. And I took the risk. If I couldn't mix it up with, with guys like that, I would have went back home and 
you know, done what I had to do in Australia and, and fooled the public and, you know, done what, what my level was at. But I excelled. And that's when I got more and more opportunities. Um, you got to think the opportunities from inspiring these guys, I've got opportunities to inspire legends and legendary fighters like Pacquiao. So. Yeah, I was saying, was Pacquiao the best guy you ever sparred? Uh, look, 250 rounds with the man. Um, he's a legendary fighter and, you know, his speed and power, plus my speed and power, you know, we were very, very similar fighters. Um, it, it was fantastic sparring and um, you top that, you know, you, you can't uh, put anyone past when it comes to sparring. Excellent. Thanks very much. Good luck Saturday. Okay. Um, Ryan Elliott from Boxing Social, if you want to jump in, please. Hi, George. How you doing, mate? Thank you for joining Good, us. Mate. No just, just to follow up on where you were there with regards to Manny Pacquiao, I was doing a bit of reading and a bit of listening as well about your time with Manny. Can you just sum up, if possible, from those 250-odd rounds, what it is you learned from one of the legends of the game? There's been a lot that I learned with him, but um, look, all the 1% things that a legendary fighter does is, is what made my game even better, to see how, you know, and be a part of preparing every single day with him for his world title fight, his 12-round fight. Um, put me in such a good state that I know what I have to do for my tour round, you know, world, world title eliminated and world title fight. So, um, you know, all, all them small little details. Obviously, I'm an extreme trainer. I train so hard. Um, I feel like I'm one of the, the best athletes, you know, in the world when it comes to training. And uh, so is he. So pushing myself alongside him, you know, it was fantastic. But the 1% thing is a small detail that takes you from you know, where I am now to become a world champion and then become a legendary fighter is, is you know, been very important what I've picked up. I read a fascinating story about when you were out there with Manny, about you going for your morning run under military guard, George. Is, is this training camp being a little bit more low-key? Yeah, well, we always had military with us, but uh, especially that day we did, we did get some threats coming from ISIS. Uh, they just taken out of town, so um, we did have a lot of military. And it was quite a, quite a scary... Uh, in a time, but uh, yeah, this camp obviously I'm in Miami now with my, my lead trainer, Javier Santino, and um, definitely no uh, no military or any threats like that. The biggest threat is yeah, the pandemic, the coronavirus. So I'm moving away from the pandemic for uh, pandemic um, and the coronavirus, making sure that that doesn't get me. Uh, it's a lot easier not getting that than getting hit by, by a sniper. And George, final one for me before I pass you on to everyone else. This is a big week for Australian boxing on the big stage. How does it feel for you personally to be at the forefront and, and be flying the flag for your nation on the world stage? Look, it's huge. Um, like I said, I, I hold the Australian flag with me. Um, this is massive for Australian boxing and I feel like I'm leading the pack. I feel like I've been leading the pack for the last few years. Uh, I've been overseas, I've been doing my thing and I've been chasing the hardest and best fights and finally we're here, you know, we're fighting the former world champions and now we're in a world title eliminated position where we know we're going to win this fight. There's no ifs or buts. We're winning this fight. All right, George, thank you very much. Best of luck. I'll pass you on to the other guys. Pleasure. Thanks, Ryan. Um, Joe, if you want to jump in for seconds out. You okay, George? All right, mate. So originally you were meant to uh, top the bill. It was scheduled for you to top the bill. Now you're co-main event in a massive pay-per-view here in the UK. Which would you have rather? Um, it doesn't bother me, to be honest. I always adapt whatever it is, you know, I'm, 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 as long as I've got Lisa in front of me. But you know, this is massive. This is this is a huge platform. Um, Chisora and Usyk are massive names in world boxing. So um, for me to be co-featuring, so you know, I'm, I'm, I'm here, I'm here, you know, looking to steal the show. Um, I've co-featured a massive show before. 
Obviously, Joseph Parker, when he when he defended his world title fight, I was the co-featuring that and had a massive win. And I stole the show that night as well. So I feel a, very, a lot of similarities um, from that fight to this fight. You know, not only the, the way Selby moves and the way I, I fought an opponent, the way he moved, but uh, you know, big show, big platform, TV, and we're going to make a huge statement. You think the exposure would have been bigger if you were to headline the, uh, your own card, or do you think being on pay per view, being underneath the likes of Alexander Usyk and Chisora, you're going to get more exposure this way? I think the exposure is going to be huge. Like Selby is, is, is really he's done and dusted. You know what I mean, uh, I don't know how many people wanted to tune in to, to see Selby. I know a lot of people wanted to tune in to see Cambosis, but uh, I don't know on his side if we just were the headline in May 9th, but. Uh, this is a better situation. You know, everything happens for a reason, and um, you know, I'm just excited that I get to fight this guy finally. It's been a long time coming, and um, I tell you, I can't wait. I, I, if I could fight him right now, right this second, I'd be ready to jump in right now. I'm not surprised. It's been a, it's been a long time coming, and this fight's been rescheduled too many times. So I'm excited as well. How long do you think you you can get to a world title then? Because I know you're a confident guy. Do you think this this win and then another couple and then you've got, you've got your mandatory? Next. 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 <laughs> Next. Yeah. I'm mandatory. I'm number one award after this. I'm, I'm mandatory. Um, and it won't be just a world title, it'll be a unified title fight. I'll tell you, that will happen. And who do you think that could be against? Because obviously Lopez is, is looking at Devin Haney, perhaps, the, okay, the email world champ, he said. Do you, think, do you think, you know, this is still a very stacked division? Who do you think you could fight? I'll tell you, he's looking at us. I'm telling you now, he's looking at us. Devin Haney, yeah, they've got big names. Uh, Ryan Garcia got big names, but he's not going to fight these guys. He's going to be looking at us. So he can make the most money fighting us. Like I said, you bring that fight to Australia, 50, 60, 70,000 people will fill out a stadium. It will be, be the biggest event in world boxing. And obviously, being from Australia, there's obviously another big fight in Australia this weekend. What do you think it is that's helping the Australian fighters get such a big name these days in boxing? Especially well, over got the last a, couple of years. We've got a few guys that are willing to take risks and willing to... You know, step out of the comfort zone. Uh, the past with Australian fighters, they like to stay in Australia and, and just, uh, you know, make money and suck the fans. But the fans got over it. The fans realised what was happening and they left the sport and they didn't want to see it. But uh, finally, you know, guys like myself leading the pack and a few other guys have taken the risk and said, look, we'll go overseas. I've been overseas for four years. You know, like I said, I haven't fought uh, in Australia for seven fights, six, seven fights. So, um, you know, I've been taking a risk for a long time, and I feel like I've been leading the pack. Um, I was one of the first to do it. Mm-hmm. And how do you see Malone versus Anui going this weekend? Tough fight. Um, you know, the Japanese fighter is, is an incredible talent. But um, look, you've got to back your own, and um, I'll definitely back uh, Maloney. Hopefully, he can pull the big upset. And obviously, being that you're in the UK now, would you like to stay and fight here a lot longer if if you? Win or lose, do you think it's good for your career staying in the UK? Yeah, I'd love to fight in the UK again. Obviously, uh, this fight has got my fans behind closed doors, but I've got such a big uh, UK fan base over here. I get so many messages saying that we wish we could come to the fight, we wish we could be there. Um, and I, I told them all that I promised them that I will come back here and fight. Um, and obviously, win that well told and possibly defend it against the upcoming UK fighter in the future. Nice. One more question. I've seen your YouTube channel. Um, showing like little clips of you spar, little clips of you in training, sparring, and everything like that. What's your motivation behind that? Um, look, we just like to show the, the the fans, you know, guys like yourself, that you know want to see what us athletes are doing. 
Um, yeah. I love putting little bits and pieces and, and keeping the fan base and keeping everyone happy to see, okay, that's what goes down in, in the boxing world. That's how hard it is. A lot of people just see, you know, the night of the fight, but there's a yeah. lot of blood, sweat and tears, you know, to lead to them special moments. Yeah, I've watched them a lot of times, and I've, I've tried to copy what you're doing, but it's it's too hard, man. Sharp. Practice, 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 and you'll get it. <laughs> That's it, man. Thanks for your time. Okay. No, pleasure. Lastly, we have time for Jeremy. So, Jeremy, do you want to jump in before we um, let George on with his day? Fantastic. George, good to see you, and thank you for taking the time. Pleasure. Um, thank you. I know that you've been on the record talking about the four rounds in the past that you've sparred with, with Lee Selby. I just asked him about it. He said it wasn't really memorable. Um, what did you see in those four rounds that told you that, you know what, I've got this guy. I, I can take him. It was a while ago. It was like three years ago. But from the spine that I got, exactly how he fights, he likes to tap and run and move. And there was nothing there. There really wasn't anything there, anything special. Um, every time I touched him, he ran even more. So, and I was with 14, 16 ounce gloves. So when I put these little eights on, it's going to be a massive, massive uh, difference. And you'll feel it straight away. And that was a long time ago. I'm a, I'm a different beast. I'm coming into my prime right now. I'm getting harder than ever. And uh, he realized that from the first second when I hit him. He's a, an elusive fighter, as, as you've kind of discussed there. Um, you know, footwork, movement around the ring. Um, how confident are you that, that you can uh, cut him off, trap him, and uh, what what possibility do you see for a possible knockout? Their mold legs are not going to be moving as much as that he has in the past. As soon as I hit him, he's going to crumble. I tell you now, he will crumble. Um, he can try to do whatever he wants, but it's, it's not going to work. I have too much too much in my favor. You know, I'm young, I'm hungry, I'm fresh, and uh, it's going to be a big win, a big statement. Talking about his, his age, have you seen a decline in his last few performances from your perspective? Yeah, look, you can see his last two fights. Um, they've been terrible fights, you know, boring fights. And you can see by, the, by his fan base and even the UK public, there's really no interest. There really is no interest for, uh, for, for Lee Selby. Mm -hmm. uh, last question. Um, as far as uh, your preparation mentally, have you been looking at one or two fights in particular on video? Um, that every fight. We've been, we've been looking at every fight. Every fight we get our hands on. Um, I think I know Lee Selby better than he knows himself. Sounds good. Thank you, George. Okay, thank you very much, George. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we really appreciate that. And we'll see you again at the press conference on Thursday. Uh, next Definitely.